The Aside podcast is provided free of charge thanks to Drama Victoria. Hello and welcome to The Aside, a podcast for drama teachers and students. You can find The Aside on the Apple Podcasting app, Android Podcasting apps, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and now Spotify. I'm Nick Waxman, and today we are talking with Alex Delaportis, founder of Spark Productions, a non-for-profit dance company with a difference. We will be talking with Alex about what Spark Production does, how they engage young creatives in full-scale dance events, and a little bit about their philosophy as a company. Alex Delaportis founded Spark Youth Dance Company in early 2016 and is the company's artistic director and choreographer. During her years at Rosebud Secondary College, Alex took on the role of school captain and co-choreographed two award-winning productions for Wakakiri in 2014 and 2015. She also loves history and is passionate about incorporating stories from history into her pieces. Alex is currently studying towards a Bachelor of Creative Arts Dance at Deakin University and is a dance teacher at Dwana Dance and Peninsula School of Dance. Without further ado, I bring you Alex Delaportas. Alex, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Very nice to chat to you. Can you tell us about Spark Productions and what makes it special? Well, many things make it special, uh, but basically it's a, it's a dance company. We do dance productions um, and we have a full orchestra that accompanies us as well. Um, and we work with a whole bunch of different kids and uh, different young people aged 7 to 25 to create these dance works. Um, and we perform at theatres across Victoria. Um, that's basically what we do. Um, what makes us special, I guess, we are probably, I'd say, the only dance company in Australia run entire by youth and working with a full orchestra. Um, and our main focus is on, on giving these youth professional opportunities to, I guess, um, work in a professional space and get work experience where, you know, a lot of the time you can't get this kind of work experience in a theatre. We let young people actually create our shows. So we have like a choreographer, um, lighting designer, set design, orchestra management, stage management, all those sorts of roles are covered by youth. So we let them sort of take the lead in that. Um, And we really support these young people in their mental health, especially is really important for us. And using art as sort of, you know, an expressive place, a place where it's safe to uh, have your voice and, you know, tell the world what you what you believe and all of that sort of thing. So, yeah, um, that's what we do at Spark. It's a pretty special place. (laughs) So how does Spark Productions define youth? Yeah, so youth for us is age seven to twenty five. So your creative and production team are all under 25? Yeah, so their creative team, I mean, generally creative teams more 16 to 25, um, but sort of like, you know, just left school, sort of going to uni in that in-between sort of spot. Why did you start your own company? Um, I, I just left school and I wanted something to do, really. <laughs> I was kind of bored and I, like, I loved choreographing. I knew I loved dance. I knew I wanted to do dance. Um, But I also had a whole bunch of other hobbies and things that I loved. And I just love being in theatres. There's just something about theatres that, like, it gets me every time. I love it. 
And so I couldn't really find any ways that I was going to be able to do that unless I made it myself. So I set up a little company and it was really small to start with. It was like 25 kids and we didn't have an orchestra and it was literally just me. I choreographed an entire Nutcracker version by myself and it was, um, it was a World War One sort of take on the Nutcracker and it was all contemporary dance and yeah, we put on a show and from then I was like hooked. I was like, this is what I want to do. I love the theatre and I love, I love helping kids access that sort of thing because they, you know, they see dance and, and all sort of performing arts from their dance schools and from their schools and it's sort of, it's quite different to the way that their professional world works and I wanted to give them that other side to, to the educational side so that they're learning that as well um, and yeah sort of connect kids with the industry and give them people to go to and to connect with for future employment and all that sort of stuff so that's pretty much why I started it. How do you manage to promote youth-driven content while also providing and ensuring strong mentoring and guidance from experienced creatives? Yeah that's a good question because um, a lot of times, like when I first started the company, I had quite a lot of people being like, what are you doing? Like young people can't do this stuff. What, what are you talking about? Like, um, and totally underestimating us and, and me as well. Cause I'm only 22, uh, turning 22 this year. So, um, you know, it was sort of this whole, I had to prove myself first before any other young people were going to be able to even join the company. And I guess we really, it's a, it's a tough balance because we do get professionals to come in and sort of um, not really do the work, but sort of guide them and, and just be there just in case we need to ask some questions. And um, we have, for example, our music director is, um, he's a professional musician and conductor and he's incredible. And he's been able to sort of give advice to us, like not even just the musician people, just like me as well. Um, and sort of head us in the right direction and offer support and offer resources. But ultimately it's always sort of, it's my vision for the company and it's my direction. So we sort of stay with that. And then with all of our younger creatives, we, I mean, we really just try to listen to them because so many times young people are told to not have a voice or told they're too young to do something or that maybe just because their idea is not, you know, professional or perfect, it's, like, you know, maybe it's invalid because of that, you know, and I think that young people have so much to say and haven't been clouded yet by all of the things that happen, you know, when you're an adult. Um, and so we really just try and stick to listening to them. And a few times I've had to sort of go back to the young person and be like, okay, let's make sure that, you know, this is what you want to do, not, you know, um, it's your voice and what you want to say. And, but I think we have a really good we have a good balance in the company and um, pretty much everything we do has a youth voice to it. You know, even down to our like social media, um, our Instagram accounts are often run by our kids. So <laughs> you'll often see on the stories during, um, during a rehearsal, they'll be like running around interviewing people. And so, yeah, it's very, it's got a very youth voice, I think. What are some resources or opportunities you provide for your team of young creatives? Uh, so, well, I mean, first of all, the experience of being in a professional theatre, I think, is a resource in itself because there's so much that you can learn from just being around other people in the theatre and just sort of seeing how it all works and 
we've worked in some amazing theatres. Um, Bundle Place is just the most gorgeous theatre in uh, Narry Warren. Um, and we often go there, we tour there. We also go to Frankston Art Centre is our sort of local theatre. Um, so that's one of the big things we offer our creatives and our dancers as well. Um, and then other things uh, we, we have, like, with our mentors, we sort of organise little, like, we try and organise little outside of Spark opportunities for them as well. So our photographer actually worked with Belinda Strada, her name is. She's amazing. She um, is a photographer in Melbourne and she organised a whole bunch of times for our photographer to go with her on jobs and sort of see what she does. Like she was, I think she was photographing a musical or something in the city and um, our photographer got to go with her, which is amazing. Um, and sort of see how she did that. Um, and then another one, you know, our lighting and sound company that we hire is so supportive of the youth thing. They love it. They have been amazing and let our lighting designer like control everything, you know, set up, you know, direct where the lights are set up, direct how the show runs, all that sort of stuff. And they sort of give advice and teach along the way too, which is awesome. Um, and then other resources, I guess, are just giving them a sort of space and time to actually learn this sort of stuff. So, you know, learning how to stage manage a show is not easy. You need to sort of have a few goes at it before you sort of understand what to do. You can't just really learn the theory about it. Um, and so we sort of give them time and space to learn that and get used to it and get used to working with kids, especially if you can work with kids, you can work with anyone. Um, and yeah. Oh, another one that actually, that was really good in our first year, we worked with a, he's an ex-professional dancer with the Australian Ballet. So he had just retired that year and I just out of this huge crazy mix of circumstances got to ask him to perform with us and he said yes for some crazy reason and he was like the principal dancer at the Australian Ballet so he's amazing dancer like amazing artist and he came and spent like a couple of weeks with us and chatted to the kids and worked with the kids and they literally got to dance alongside him in a show which was incredible so we're really open to opportunities like that as well sort of getting professional dancers in for the kids as well and what was that young dancer's name daniel gordiello is his name he is absolutely amazing um him and his family they're all amazing dancers and they still support the company today which is really good how do you or spark productions ensure that all participants performers audience creatives crew have a high quality experience uh we really strive to be high quality in whatever we do so from the show perspective, um, I'm quite a perfectionist. So I guess I will always be sort of overseeing everything and making sure that we're doing our best. And we're always challenging ourselves and always seeing what else can we do? What else can we add? Um, like we just did a show at the meat market a couple of weeks ago. It was a contemporary triple bill. And we had the three dance works that we were sort of performing there, but I sort of wanted to make more of it I thought you know we can't just do this let's make it an experience you know so we did all this stuff in the foyer we created this really interactive experience with putting all of these like we put all these bits of paper and stuff around the foyer and um it had all these facts about the dance work on it um and we do you know we added this whole bit in the foyer with the dancers before that and we're sort of always building on our ideas and always wanting to add more um and we're actually just about to add 
we're just about to go on tour with our show Ariadne. Um, and we've, we've actually started adding a couple things to that show as well. So before we tour, it's going to be completely improved upon as we take it back on the road, which will be good. Um, but in terms of our kids and our creatives and musicians, volunteers, parents, like they totally all come first and my, like my greatest happiness. And I sort of had this yesterday cause we had a rehearsal. It was our first rehearsal back in quite a while. And I was just, I was like, I'm so happy with these kids. Like they work so hard. They are such little independent, amazing young, young people. And they make me so happy. And so like, that is our focus. And we just strive to keep that that energy that you know we we laugh at our mistakes we laugh at each other we have so we have so many times we've just been like laughing in stitches on the floor about something that's happened in the rehearsal or you know um and I think that's a real that's a real useful quality I don't think you'd really well I mean I haven't really worked with too many adults but that's something that you get a lot with kids is that they're willing to be silly and funny and have fun and not take everything so seriously but in the same sense, work really hard to make something happen. Um, and that's, yeah, that's what I love about it is we're all working so hard towards the same goal and we're, we're working to make our shows bigger and better and care for each other and um, make sure that it stays a safe space. I mentioned that before, um, you know, make sure that people feel welcomed and, you know, they can come in and know that there's people there that are going to care for them and be there for them if they ever need support and especially support uh, with their art. You know, they know that if they have an idea for a dance piece or a dance work, they can come to us and talk about it. And usually we'll come up with some event to showcase their work, you know? Um, yeah, we, we love, we love our kids. They're awesome. Tell us a little bit more about Sparks next show and your plan for the next 12 months. Yeah. So our next show is our tour. So we're taking the show Ariadne, uh, to four venues um, from May 23rd to June 7th. Uh, it's just Victoria, so um, sort of all local venues. But the show is about a Greek myth. Um, we tend to we tend to like sort of make our shows about topics that we can talk about and sort of go into detail about and have conversations with our kids in the studio as well as with audiences on the show night. So. Um, our, like, for example, our last show was about the the suffragettes, so the, like, feminist women who got the vote. Um, but this show is about mental health and it delves really deep into mental illness and the main character actually uh, sort of goes to a journey. I'd, I'd say it was closely linked with depression. Um, it, there's, like, a labyrinth and there's this crazy minotaur that lives in the labyrinth and she's, like, the keeper of the labyrinth. And so there's this whole symbolism there of like the labyrinth being kind of like hers, almost like her soul. And the Minotaur is this dark part of herself that she wants to lock away. And it sounds so cheesy, like saying it like that, but it's, it looks amazing on stage. And we've got these huge set pieces that are like the, um, that make up the labyrinth walls. And, and she sort of, she saves these kids who are tributes uh, and they get sacrificed to the Minotaur and she saves them from being, eaten uh, and she has to go through this whole journey of loving herself and um after some events that happen later in the show I won't spoil it spoil it spoil it for you um but she has to overcome some challenges and sort of find it in herself to keep going and it's a beautiful story of resilience and yeah so that's that's what we're doing 
as our next project, which is very exciting, coming up very soon. Where can we go to find out more about this next show? Uh, so if you want to buy tickets, you can go to our website, um, sparkyouthance.com.au forward slash Ariadne on tour, uh, or follow us on social media at Spark Youth Dance or Spark Productions Australia on Facebook. Thank you for your time today, Alex Delaportis. No worries. Thank you for having me. You can find out more about Spark Youth Dance by going to www.sparkyouthdance.com.au. Well, that's all from us at The Aside. There are over 130 episodes in the bank now, so feel free to look through those and find one that piques your interest. If you would like to suggest a topic for a future episode, or if you have a question to ask us, do not hesitate to contact The Aside at asidepodcast at outlook.com. We answer a number of questions every week and are very willing to help. Thank you to Eltham College for letting us record here. Thank you to Aaron Searle for providing the music. Thank you to Drama Victoria for their ongoing support. And of course, thank you for listening.